What's up, guys? We're back with another ep of a cynical op, episode 89. Getting to that big hundo where, you know, hopefully I can still work something out for that for that episode. Just, what, 11 episodes away. Uh, so, you know, can't wait to get there. Keep this going. But, yeah, um... I guess, uh, dude, you know, sometimes I come, I kind of the pod unprepared, not, I mean, not that this season even has to be prepared. Like, like we've established, this is like a junk drawer of a podcast. This thing is everywhere and can be anywhere at any time. So it doesn't really matter. Um, it's, it's crazy to be like, cause dude, like all these episodes that you're listening to are basically me attempting a podcast, you know? Like, I wouldn't, I don't call myself a podcaster. I don't do any of that shit just because, like, I don't know what this is yet. This is just me talking into a mic on a phone, doing this super, you know, low budge. But I love doing it. It's fun. I, and <clears throat> so I don't know, man. This is just what we've, what I've kind of been doing lately. And, um, uh, anybody who's tuned in to listen, dude, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's cool getting some feedback from some people and, uh, you know, some of them like it. Um, I, I don't know if anybody doesn't like it. They checked it out and they were like, nah, it wasn't for me, but dude, that's fine. Who cares? If it's not for you. That's fine. I don't expect you to, to enjoy it or whatever. I mean, like the, the problem is I think so many people, when they start a project or do something, they, they want to, they wanted to take off. Dude, I've seen so many like I've uh I've seen podcasts start and then just given up. And like I've done some research. When I was when I was about to start the pod, I was like, okay, let me see how many like podcasts get started and, and then nothing happens. Dude, it's in the like thousands, hundreds of thousands. It's like it's a lot. And even there was a there was a podcast recap for Parks and Rec, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. Interesting, though, it was Rob Lowe and a writer. And I'm not going to, dude, look, as much as I'm pretty, like, Rob Lowe's cool, and the writer, I'm pretty sure, is a cool guy. Kind of not the people you want doing the recap The recap for the for the episode. I mean, like... I mean, you want people who are kind of there the whole time. So if, like, I don't know, Aubrey Plaza and Aziz did it, that'd be sick. I mean, obviously, Chris Pratt's not going to do that. Motherfucker's busy either than anybody fighting dinosaurs or in a time loop or that's pretty much it. Or he's, like, guarding some galaxy somewhere. I don't know. But, you know, they did the podcast for a little bit and then they stopped and I I want to say it's because it was unsuccessful. Like, I think maybe they weren't getting their numbers or whatever. But it was also kind of like, I love Parks and Rec. And I think, like, it could use a recap. But uh, maybe with some other people? I don't know. Like, it was just... But if it wasn't my thing, that's fine. Because there was other people on, you know, you can, you can leave uh, comments on their podcast page not the podcast page but wherever you listen to it you know there's when people review it they leave like little reviews and some people loved it dude people were like i'm all for this i want it to come back but just because like all i'm saying is like just because it wasn't my thing doesn't make it a bad show and also you know i think that like people with a lot of new hobbies or new adventures they go like oh this isn't successful then I'm just not going to do it. And it's, and it's fucking crazy to me, man. Like, why would you start something in hopes of being successful? Like, if you're doing music, I, I look, that might, that might have sound dumb, but you don't play, you don't start playing like music in hopes to become a famous musician. Like, nobody, like, that's ridiculous if you're kicking back. I think it's fucking really, like, ridiculous if you're sitting down and you're like, you know what? I want to be a famous musician. Let me go learn. Like, who who says that? 
Dude, like, I picked up a guitar because I was like, I want to learn how to play these songs that I'm listening to. That was my first thing was, like, uh, I got the Enema of the State record for my sister, and I loved the album and the music so much. I was like, I want to learn how to play this. Like, I want to be a part of what they're doing. And so I got a guitar, and I started I, – I, I tried to learn, like, that whole album in a summer, and uh, it was pretty difficult, but, you know – uh, I just tried and tried and tried because I just wanted to play those songs. I wanted to be a part of that music. And then it didn't occur to me that I could even start playing in a band or anything till one of my friends got drums and then we met another guitar player. And then, and then of course, a bassist is fucking basically non-existent, dude. Good luck finding a bassist, you know? Fuck, dude. It was like, we found one. And then it was like, cool. I was like, do you play bass 24-7? You have to vet these people. You got to be like, dude, can you play the bass? Like, just only. Everybody wanted to be a guitar player so fucking much. Anyways. Uh, and so, yeah, dude. Like, I didn't think. I, it was never, like, even when we were playing music together, it was still kind of like, let's just do this. This is fun. Let's play covers. Let's just do that and then you know we tried to make music and <laughs> it was absolute dog shit because nobody could agree on what they wanted to sound like the mute like i now it probably would have like been okay there's uh i didn't know at the time you could have just done like kind of instrumental music because we didn't really have a singer and um uh so we would just kind of be making like music but as we kind of went and it was uh it was not good I don't think there might be a recording of it somewhere from, but I don't even know if the guy who had it, cause we would like play in his garage and like, we try to record ourselves just like it was honestly all for fun. We had no intention of like, obviously like pursuing it. And uh, I told the story before, but then I actually got kicked out of that band because we had played one show and, uh, <laughs> And I guess the guys were like, oh, shit, like, this is going to get serious or something. And I don't know. And then so I got kicked out because I was hanging out with a girlfriend at the time more than I was showing up to, to band practice. But that's the thing, dude. It was always just fun to me. All the shit I've ever done in my life has always just been I want to do this for fun. And and that's it. Like, so even this, this is is for fun, you know, Um, skating, you know, even though I like from for a little bit, I had aspirations to try and do something with it. I was like, yeah, but it's, it's way better when you're just doing it for fun. Like when I would see people freak out over like not landing their tricks, I'm like, ugh, like it brings a stink, you know, when, when it's like, dude, just fucking look in some aspect of like in a story somewhere with skateboarding or music, or, like somebody was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to focus all my effort into it. That's fine. If that is your, if you if you um, fell in love with it so much and then you were like, let me make, make a career out of this, I'm all for it. But if you're like, I'm going to start skating and then then I'm going to get famous. It's like, eh, I, I think it's not going to work out for you. Um, so, yeah, dude, like everything just to say basically about this pod is just like, you know, we're even though I'm going to make it to 100 episodes, like. I still don't think that's enough for for me to call myself a podcaster, dude. I I don't need I don't need like crazy numbers. I don't, you know, it it's cool that people do listen. I appreciate that. But honestly, this is kind of like uh like a little therapy for me. Just should I have on my mind that uh I don't know. I just feel like talking about it's almost like it's not like I'm pouring my head over and just emptying up the shit I've had on my mind for weeks or days or something. So it's, you know, it's good for me. That's what I like doing. Um, and if some people want to listen, dude, I'll, I'm all here for it. It's great. So, but, uh, so dude, like the first thing I want to talk about, you know, is, <sighs> okay. So I came across this dude, right. On Instagram and at first, it was like, it was kind of cool. So his whole thing is he shows you what prison food is. Like, they have, like, nicknames for it. Of course, they're, like, kind of weird. Uh, 
And for a while, you're like, okay, this is cool. Because he's kind of showing you how to be crafty in jail or prison or whatever it is. Because I guess they only get certain foods in, like, commissary. So you have to make do with what you have. And by the way, dude, some of the foods they get are pretty fucking... I'm like, damn, that's pretty good, you know? They get, like, a pretty... What are they, a name brand peanut butter? I think they get, like, Peter Pan. They get those uh, hot mama dill pickles. Like, dude, they get summer sausages. It's insane. Of course, you know, you got your ramens. I mean, ramen's never going to go... I mean, dude, if the apocalypse happened and ramen survives or anybody, the ramen factory survives, that will literally be currency in the in the the post the post America like ramen noodles. I could see it being like uh, basically like the currency in the post world. But, dude, honestly, prison is kind of like a post world in your like living world. It's like uh, you have to make do with what you have in there. And there's like, yeah, they're. They're told when to play or shower, not play, but, you know, they have a, what is it called? Like, recreational time. It's on schedule, but those guys live in their own shit. And, I mean, how many times have you heard of, like, guards getting involved in their shit? So, it is its own little world. Like, so, I mean, those dudes will do fine in a post-apocalypse because they've kind of already been living in that type shit. Like, very few resources, but still make... Dude, like, so much so that... The same guy shows you how to make a fucking boiling, like, water thing. Like, it's super dangerous. Uh, but he shows you basically how to, like, boil water in there with, like, I don't know. I forgot what it was, but I was like, Jesus, dude. This guy fucking made it. I mean, dude, they're they're resourceful. Like, that's all you can say. So, this dude's channel is all about that where he's... Uh, they make food, right? He's basically showing you how to make snacks, desserts, or, like, some sort of thing that you can't get in there, but it's kind of like their version. And so, like, there was this one where he made, like, brownies, right? And I was like, uh, okay, but it's kind of like, it looks fucking gross. <laughs> it looks fucking disgusting. He crushes up cookies. He puts them in a plastic bag to, like, with some water to kind of make it pasty, right? And then that's basically his brownie. It's like a non-bake brownie plate. And he smushes it in a plastic bag to give it, like, you know, a, a, to make it thick. Ugh. And then he puts, like, peanut butter. He melts a, cho- a Hershey chocolate bar. He does all this shit, right, to to give you the... The illusion that you're kind of eating a brownie, but like a struggle brownie, you know, and and then every time he eats it, he 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 announces that the food is a bussin, but I guarantee you it's fucking not. The thing is, this guy's on the outside doing this, so he's he's doing a whole like it's a whole skit for him, and that's great, and that's fine, dude. He's I mean, I tuned in shit, but dude, ah, oh, there was one I can't even fucking remember because I try to block it out of my mind where I was like, okay, guy. Like, it, it was basically like a ramen soup, but then he chopped, up, he chopped up a summer sausage. I'm like, okay, I'm there for that. But then he then ch- uh, s- smashed, like, a bag of Cheetos, hot Cheetos, hot funny. I don't know. It didn't look fucking appetizing to me. It looked fucking disgusting. But but look, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that's not that dude's fault, okay? He's doing a skit to show you how they get down in prison. Fine, cool, whatever. I don't ever want to go to prison because I don't ever want to not have... Jersey Mike's available. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to struggle Jersey Mike sandwich. You know, I just want Jersey Mike's. I will do whatever I can to not have to be like, hey, man, you want a, you want a Jersey Mike sub? And they're like, uh, yeah, how are you going to make that? Is all, dude, give me two socks. Give me some lettuce, a summer sausage, ramen. I'm like, okay, first off, the socks, I don't even, what do you even need that for? And he's going to fucking, I don't know, use it to make some sort of like low quality bread. I'm good, dude. No, I'm going to stay out. And I'm going to eat Jersey Mike's when I want. Not necessarily only that, okay? There's other options. I'm just saying I don't want a fucking struggle Jersey Mike sandwich in prison to be like, this is good. And then, you know, of course, with the possibility of uh, getting my ass beat and being, being someone's bitch. No, I want to be no one's bitch, eat a Jersey Mike sub, you know, and uh, enjoy my life. <laughs> so, but what I'm, what I'm saying is there's people, okay, who aren't trying to do what this guy's doing. And I think we need to stop it, dude. I think, I think there isn't. There's a lot of content. There's enough content. I think if you spent 
days, maybe months, even this, a whole year, you wouldn't run out of shit to watch. But what people are deciding to to post is how to turn food that's already edible as is and make that into other food, right? So I'm going to give you an example. One example that it just stuck in my mind and I was like, what are we doing? Okay. This guy, he gets a honey bun, you know, the plastic, the, the honey bun, the pre-made honey bun in a plastic bag in all its decadent, you know, but fake icing. He decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to chop this up. I'm going to put it in the oven, get it nice crispy. And I'm going to pour those pieces into a bowl of cereal. And I'm going to eat that with milk. And that was it, dude. I put my phone down. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm off the internet. That's it. Because, dude, first off, just go buy cereal. Just go fucking buy cereal. Oh, but they don't have Dude, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Right? They made it. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Little fucking toasts. Okay? Like, you don't need a honey bun cereal. What the fuck are you doing? It's it, it, By all means, it did not look tasty at all. This guy was just trying to show you, like, this is how you make food already into other food. It's like, no, dude. No. Just, they made cereal. Go buy cereal. They made honey buns. Just buy honey buns. Okay? If that's what you want. Now, I'm not going to jog, like, knock anybody for, uh, you want to get a honey bun, you want to heat it up a little bit, like just so it gets a little bit more hot and you want to enjoy that with a glass of milk, that combination, I'm for. But you're going to, and you're like, oh, it's the same thing. Well, kind of not though, right? I'm talking about like, it's all like keeping it the way it is and maybe adding 10 seconds in a microwave just to get it nice and toasty. And actually, I think you can do that at a corner store anyways. But this guy decides, no, I'm going to chop these things up. I'm going to toast them, make them crunchy. I guess I feel like it, th- that would dehydrate the honey bun and it wouldn't make it appetizing. But again, I don't know. People have uh, <laughs> some fucking other taste buds like and uh, so he does this and I'm like fucking disgusting. dude. That's it. I can't take this shit anymore. Like and, and that's not it. Do people will do the same thing with like they'll just crush up Oreos and they'll fucking you know, they're all like take these Skittles, melt them down. Oh, you know where it's worse than? It's in the liquor area, dude. We're like, they're getting so fucking creative with just like drinks that it's that guy, dude. I want to say it's like tipsy bartender or some shit. This motherfucker is out of pocket. I used to enjoy watching his videos because he was like, this is how you make, you know, jungle juice for your whole guest. And then he started making the jungle juice in a sink. Dude, what? I don't care how clean that sink is. Don't I'm not gonna drink jungle juice out of a fucking sink, dude. And I mean, he's not even the worst offender. There's people who make drinks in toilets, and I'm like, okay, all right, that's it, dude. The feds should show up to your house if you make a a drink in a fucking toilet, dude. I don't care if you're like, I just bought this toilet for this event. I don't give a shit, dude. You know what toilets are used for universally? Why would you think people want to eat or drink out of one? I don't care if it's brand new, you bleached it. What the fuck are you doing, dude? And I don't get this upset on the pod, dude. I don't. But, like, this is what I'm saying, dude. Like, look, jungle juice, fucking whatever cookies that you're going to make, like, just go fucking bake the cookies. The cookies are so good already. Why do you got to be like, let's crush down a bunch of Oreos. We're going to melt Skittles, also Jolly Ranchers. We're going to mix them together. We're going to make a batter. We're making Jolly Rancher Skittle cookies. And it's like, no, dude. We don't need any of that shit, dude. Everything tastes good already. We don't, don't take food that has already been processed and made to just process it again to make some other fucking bullshit, you know? Like, dude. When I discovered cookies and cream ice cream when I was a kid, I was like, this is the best, right? They took vanilla ice cream and then they they mixed it with Oreo cookies and they were like, here you go. Now, that is as far as I think we should go with it. Look, there's yes, there's other ice creams, other flavors, and you're like, oh my God, who would have not, you know, uh, what was it called? Rocky Road fucking, dude, you know, and then, and then Ben and Jerry's comes along, they're all like, yeah. Fucking hold hold my ice cream, dude, because here we go. They come out with, like, different fucking flavors. You got collaborations. All cool. All good. 
But dude, when it was strawberry vanilla chocolate for so fucking long, that was just the options. Maybe sherbet. If you had a graduation party where they put that, you know, the sherbet inside and then they mix it with ginger ale, and that drink is so fucking delicious. I know you thought it was gonna say disgusting, but that thing is. I remember I had that once at my sister's graduation party, and I, dude, I was vomiting ginger ale and sherbet. It was so fucking good. But look, that combination took years to develop i'm assuming i don't know but when i saw what it was that became my new favorite ice cream for years and i literally didn't switch up till like i was in my fucking 20s i was like i should probably try something else but on the internet dude people are thinking like let me show people how to make these xyz's and like it doesn't all have to fucking be that way dude just it's just like fucking, what's his name in, in Half-Baked? Just smoke it, yo. Like, dude, just eat it, yo. Like, whatever it is, like, don't. They're all like, oh, we're making a buffalo chicken ranch pizza, but then you stuff it inside of a, of a mozzarella stick, and it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, some of the shit, I'm like, y'all are fucking out of pocket, dude, for like, they're all a new snack to make on game day, like stuff that inside a, a taco, wrap it in cheese, fry it, take it out, you know, scatter it around crushed Oreos, and then make a ranch icing, it, oh dude, and like, don't even get me fucking started, they're making um Hidden Valley ice cream, alright, alright, dude, if you haven't jumped out of a window now, don't do it yet, but dude, what the fuck? Hidden Valley. <laughs> this is the, it's like the thing when I saw the Hot Cheetos and uh, Hot Cheetos at where was it? Marble Slab, Mar- like an ice cream shop. Marble Slab had Hot Cheetos as a topping, dude. Fucking out of pocket. I don't care. Like, dude, let's just enjoy those separately and never together. Okay. And so this is my cry out to people to be like, stop, dude, stop. We did it. We figured food out. We live in a great time where we can have almost everything at our fingertips. Stop mixing this shit, dude. Stop it. It's good. It's done. Oreos are great. You know, honey buns, I'm I'm assuming they're delicious. I haven't had one in a fucking long time because of the fakey chemical shit I don't want to eat. But let's wrap it up, all right? Stop mixing foods with other foods to make this other food that you think is good but it's like dude let's write like the seven layer dip is good all right like uh, that one i'll let pass i will definitely let that pass because after a while it does get a little weird once everybody's taking it it starts to become like a science experiment but like let's cut it off dude all right let's stop doing these mixings or cooking foods to make new foods with another foods like just just fucking eat your pizza or something, dude. I don't know. <laughs> dude, I'm a sucker. And I'm a softie. And, uh, you know, they, they had the Oscars on, I don't know, what other, a couple nights ago. I watched the monologue for um, from Jimmy Kimmel. It's like... They had to get somebody that wasn't a comic that, you know, knew would keep it in the in the realm of comfortable because he had the TV show. And I don't know. I don't know if it was on the same channel as his talk show. But, you know, they, they picked somebody who was going to be safe, obviously, because Chris Rock, you know, he didn't really care about doing all the Hollywood shit. You know, he's a comedian first. So he's going to make the joke. Um so yeah, they had Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, he did. He there was a pretty good joke he did towards the end where he was like, "So if something happens again on stage, just do what you did last year, which was nothing, and then hug the assailant." And I was like, "Damn, all right, that's cool. At least that they called it out. I mean, it would be kind of like bitch that they didn't, but it's tight that they did. So I appreciate you know whoever wrote the jokes and and all that stuff. So yeah, Jimmy Kimmel delivered it. It was, I mean. There was there was a good funny part where he was saying, like, if anybody tries to come up here, he starts naming people who were, like, very, like, badass characters. <laughs> and then, like, they, they, they say, uh, uh, you know, if I'll have a Mandalorian, you know, handle my shit. And they cut to Pedro Pascal. They 
And what's funny is, dude, they cut, they go like, and if that doesn't work, like, I'll, I'll call Spider-Man. And they cut to Andrew fucking, what's his name, dude? Andrew Garfield. And he makes his weird ass face like he was caught off guard. Like, dude, that motherfucker deserves, like, just off that, that dude deserves at least the third movie, man. Like, goddamn, make that shit happen for Garfield. Um, he didn't get to finish his trilogy. So, no, I mean, I was I was watching. I was like, nah, you know what? Like, I'm not going to watch, you know, they have clips and stuff of it. I don't even know if you can watch the whole thing. I think it's just kind of a, a uh, thing you just kind of watch live. But I didn't want to. So I saw the clips. And on Instagram, I had seen that, like, Brendan Fraser had won. And just so I get his name right, because it's a pretty important part of this topic, I got to make sure uh, we get his name right. Let me see. Um, I love that I type horribly. Okay. Uh, the actor Ki-Hu Kwan, uh, you know, they both for the first time won an Oscar not only that, but there was a lot of people there who were first times even nominated, which fucking blows my mind, dude. It's like, I mean, it must be hard to get like a decent movie, right? I mean, you can't always be DiCaprio getting all these fucking Scorsese films. I mean, dude, half of, half of Leonardo's fucking filmography is like Scorsese or G- James Cameron, you know, not really, but it's a lot of that. And so, but, you know, I get it. Fucking DiCaps is a... He's a he's a wanted man in Hollywood, so I get it. Um, but yeah, dude. So Brendan Fraser, first time nominated for the whale, and he wins. And dude, I gotta fucking say, dude, if I'm a sucker and I'm a softy, dude, for comeback stories or for like underdog stories, like I I identify so much with the underdog of of any story that I'm like. I, like, that's all who I want to win. And even if they don't, I'm not upset because I'm like, yeah, like, that that's okay. The underdog's used to losing. Nobody chooses him, you know. Um, and, and and it's fine because if that person knows, they're, they're just happy to be there, which was Brendan Fraser and which was uh, Ki-Hu Kwan's situation. Like, they were happy just to be there, you know. They weren't like, I better win or this is bullshit, you know, and I think a lot of those people there, a lot of those movie stars kind of felt that way because they had done multiple movies and or they felt like some of their best movies and they were nominated or they weren't even chosen to win. And I, and I, I can see how that becomes you become a little jaded after that. You're like, fuck, what do I got to do? I mean, but look, Leo, I don't know how many times Leo either was nominated or how many great movies he had that weren't nominated and then he ends up winning uh, one for that fucking bear one he was in. I don't even know. Like, what was it called? The fucking The Revenant or some shit? But it was like, that's the one you guys give it? Yeah, okay, whatever. You know, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting. And so I think like a lot of the times these awards, you see these people are like, I don't know. Maybe they don't give a fuck. But when when you bring an underdog like Brendan and and... What's his first name? You know, I don't know how they... I don't know if they start with the last name first, the first name. I don't know. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to say Key from here. from Key and Brandon. Like, Brendan, I'm sorry. Um, the way they... You could just tell that they were excited just to fucking be there. Because Hollywood both gave up on those guys. Whether it Because Brendan had a different career... Where, dude, he was at the top of his game. He he slowly rose to fame, but when he was there, everybody wanted him. And I, dude, I can imagine that being like a great feeling. Like you're an actor, you're starting off, and then all of a sudden they're like, you're the it guy, and then and then they go, you do a couple of bad movies, and they go, eh, you know what? That's we don't even want you anymore. And then I think he also had like some sort of encounter with like some sort of sexual harassment or something like with an, like a guy, like a producer or some shit, I think. And then he was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm done because you know, nobody was really casting him and wanting him. And then that happened to him. And then he was kind of like, I'm done. Yeah, but then he slowly kind of makes his return, uh, somewhat close to 15 years or so. 
And you're like, fuck yeah, like, this is awesome. Like, Brendan Fraser, like, so many good memories with him at the movies, like, you know. And so you see him win, and you're like, damn, that's what's up, dude. Because so much of life, I think, can be you feel unappreciated, you feel, you know, unnoticed. I mean, if you put out good work, quality work. The few people who just keep it moving, they go like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to keep doing the best I can at my job. Like, fucking, I appreciate those people so much. You know, like, you own your own business, whatever, and it's a day-in, day-out job. But, you know, you show up and you do the fucking work and, you're, and you give it all. And, you know, in a way, these guys are their own business. Like, they got to, whether or not they, like, believe in themselves, they got to go out and do it. And so watching Brendan win, it was like, dude, fuck yeah. Like, that's awesome, man. First nomination ever, I think. And then uh, first time winning, man. And it was like, it was cool. I mean, dude, he, he's an emotional guy, I think. And he, and he got up there and he cried. And, and it just made you feel like, dude, you can be down. You can be down, like, for sure. But that doesn't mean you're necessarily out of the game, you know? And I think so much so, like, life gets in the way, people get in the way, situations get in the way, where you go, like, all I can't take all this, I quit, because I can't do it. I'm not saying, like, people are shitty for doing that. I mean, sometimes a situation can be pretty hectic, whether it be a job or a, or a hobby or a career you choose or whatever. I understand some people just do quit, like, it's it becomes too much, and, you know, I won't knock them for it. But, like, dude, for the people who just stick through just to get to the other side i mean and then and then for that to be brendan and for him to win that's fucking awesome like dude like i don't watch the oscars i don't care about the oscars but what i do care about is somebody like him being chosen for the right reasons you know which brings me to my next point which is key hugh kwan now his career dude is a little different right he was a kid actor, was in the Goonies, was in Indiana Jones. Um, and those were hit movies, I think. Maybe not the Goonies. Maybe the Goonies was like... But I, but I don't know. I, I didn't research that enough. But obviously, Indiana Jones was like a smash hit. And he played... Data, uh, what was his name? No, I think Data was in Goonies. And then they never gave him like a really cool name. He was always like, uh, like a code name. In Indiana Jones, his name was Short Round. Okay. In the Goonies, he was Data. And, dude, but, like, honestly, his... Okay, so in his acting, it was Indiana Jones first, and it was the Goonies. Then he did uh, some very, like, off-brand movies and shows for a long time. Oh, he was an Encino man. That's one thing that Jimmy Kimmel had brought up, and I was like, okay, random, but awesome. And then again, for a long time, he did... So look at this gap. So Encino Man, 1992, he does some other movie called The Red Pirate in 1997. The next time he works is 2002, and then the next time after that is 2021. So he goes about 20 years with nothing in the chain, like not. Basically, yeah, about, yeah, 20 years without nobody calling him, nobody wanting him anymore, whatever whatever the case is. But, dude, when I tell you, when they announced his name for his performance and everything, everywhere, all at once, the lady who presented it, like, she instantly cried. And, dude, just even thinking about it is making me fucking tear up because I'm a softie, goddammit. But, dude, you got to watch it. It is, if there's anything that you're fucking, you're you're tired of it, you're at your ends, rope, you're like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Dude, I suggest you go watch that clip every once in a while because it will, it will give you the steam you need because this dude's emotional. Like, the lady who presented it is crying because she knows what this means to this guy, dude. And, um... And so he's so stoked, dude. He's walking up and he's crying tears, man. He's just 
And dude, fucking goddamn it. It's going to make you cry like it's like it's making me tear up right now. It's making me choke up. But like you watch it, dude, and you see somebody who was like outcasted, who just nobody wanted. And he fucking wins the highest prize like an actor could win. You know, and I mean, dude, like. Man, if there's if there's anything to, to tell you to keep going or whatever it is you're doing, like, it's fucking that. Like, look, I don't know about a dream, right? I mean, yes, like, I think it's, it's kind of hard to say. I've never really, had, like, had a dream, right, uh, of something I wanted to do. I've, I've always been, I, I like doing a lot of things. And I, I guess, like, personally, my dream is to, like, do whatever it is I want and be like, I mean, yeah, as crazy as that sounds, you're like, that's not a fucking dream. You just want to do whatever it is you want. Yeah, true. That is what I want to do. But at least, you know, to be, to find some sort of like, not even success, but just in like, I, I like the enjoyment of the things I get to do uh, musically or like artistically, whatever those things are. I love to do those things. And that's my dream is just, I guess, would be to have more time to complete these things but you know he he said that that was his dream which uh, which was the, the acting gig and oh man dude he 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 uh he gets the award and he's looking straight down the barrel of the camera and he's like my mom is 85 watching this from home and he's like look mom i won an oscar and it's like fuck dude oh man it it was good it's it's <laughs> It's choking me up right now, goddamn it! Because it's like, dude, every I—I I mean, I think the saying—I think the saying that goes with this is "every dog uh, has its day," man. But like, you just—you love to see—you love to see a true win, you know, like a real win, because. I don't know about you, but I don't like to see winners win. You know, like, uh, it gets old. Like, yeah, okay, you're the best. You're the greatest. Like, fucking, it's, we get it. We get how good you are. Like, like, Nigel Houston winning, like, all these street leagues and shit. I, after a while, I was like, yeah, it's not entertaining anymore. Because, like, if you're going to win all of them, then fucking why watch? You know, the idea is, like, for it to be, like, some sort of competition or there, there, for there to be, like, room for others to thrive and and but i'm pretty sure it's like for a while when people were like oh who's gonna win basketball this year golden state warriors because they hired everybody from the looney tunes to fucking get on their team you know like i don't know they just always had a super team like it must like lose its luster after a while to be like oh yeah the person who's gonna win is just gonna always win and so that shit gets you know tiring after a while so when you know watching him win dude it was just kind of like I think it gave hope. I think it's cool as fuck. I think it's like, dude, if you, when you watch that, because you got to, yeah, do me that favor. You got to watch that. And if it, first off, if you don't cry, oh man, <laughs> go to a church or something. You have no soul, guy. Repent immediately, or do you know? Go to another religion. Go to a a Buddhist temple, go, go somewhere, convert to Judaism, because you got no soul, guy. Oh, God. Like, or, or take a psycho killer test, one of those two. You might you might be a psycho killer, you know? You might, you know, anyways, I'm not going to fucking do that. I have to kill that bit immediately. Um, so, yeah, dude, it's, it's like, it's, not, it's fucking annoying to watch the winners win. I want to see the losers win. That's what every good sports movie is. The underdogs, the losers, they win, and it feels fucking Mighty Ducks. You know, come on. Fucking Mighty Ducks, the knuckle puck. Forget about it, dude. No, look. Him winning, dude. Him winning was kind of like a... uh, Him and Brendan winning was just... That... that, It's not fucking corny, dude, but just come with me. You're here already, right? You made it this far into the pod. But him and, and, and Q winning, uh, Key winning is just, it's it's what we fucking needed right now. You know what I mean? Like, God damn it. If there was like, uh, here comes another cheesy line. It's like we all won, dude. You know, because it, 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 it made sense. It was like, fuck yeah. Like not, 
not Brad Pitt this year, or I don't even know if he's ever won one. That's the fucked up thing. I mean, the people you think should win one don't really win one. But, you know, fucking, dude, I felt like them winning was like, it was one for the underdogs. It was like, it was for the people who, you know, are, are fucking are going to keep going. And, I mean, dude, it was it was great. I, I love those types of stories, dude. And, and, you know, I'm a sucker for them in movies when the kid from the other side of tracks, you know, thinks he's shit and meets somebody who lifts him up and it's like ah god or uh, uh they do that a lot in sports movies but um this was like a real life uh underdog you know winning winning what he deserved kind of thing dude it was it was good it was good man i think the <laughs> the world needed it and uh it was it was good man I, i'm i'm stoked for those guys and I know that dude's got a, a full career coming now. Like, I mean, they obviously see what they can do with, you know, both of those guys are capable of. And, you know, it just sucks, man. It sucks that we live in this sort of world that, like, not not even just the world, but, like, in industries where it's, like, you could be hot one second and then you're not and then nobody wants to fuck with you. Like, I was thinking about this the other day, man, like, kind of unrelated but eh, topic wise related like streetwear was when i was working at zoomies from like 2010 to 2018 in those eight years streetwear was at its fucking peak in my personal opinion like it boomed so much you saw these little brands become huge like fucking million dollar companies overnight and like a brand like Diamond Supply Co., for example, um, they were a skate hardware company, you know, decent name, decent logo, very clean style, you know, font, graphics, everything was everything was exactly what it needed to be for that brand. And dude, I, when I tell you that, like, we couldn't for a while keep, like, their clothing in our stores, it was true. They These guys were... Every fucking person wanted them to the point where they started making shoes. Diamond, like, hardware became shoes all of a sudden. And I thought that was a bad move. I was like, nah, like, nobody really wants that. Come on. But, you know, fuck it. He had the money to try. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. But, like, these guys were at their peak. Same with the hundreds. There was brands like Mishka, 10 Deep, you know, um all these brands were like thriving in streetwear and a lot of them are still around but for the most part it kind of seemed like everybody got to use them and then you can't get anybody to fucking buy a diamond shirt like which i know isn't true i know he's doing fine and most of these uh, streetwear companies are doing uh still quite fine but like it's like a it's like a pump and dump dude like we want what's what's in we want what uh you know and then it's just no like we're done with you like because fashion's moved on or ideas have moved on and it was crazy dude like you could not and, and then so then it moved on to like thrasher right for the skate industry or thrasher really became like the next thing worldwide honestly i mean i fucking i bet you like what the amount of money thrasher made in the time i worked at zoomies because for i think it was about two or three years they were on the top and then maybe a fourth year but i wasn't there for that for that like the amount of money they made in that in those years probably kept them in business for the next 20 like if they were smart with their money they fucking put some away for a rainy day or a rainy year you know um but it's so crazy how we are with that it's like we want what we want and then when we're done with it we throw it away and you know fucking I guess that's just the way things are, but in these guys' cases, I mean, they didn't really do anything wrong. They were just, you know, they know nobody wanted them, so they were just through with them. And I guess like a lot of people get, obviously, you can get discouraged to be like, well, shit, they don't want me anymore, so what am I gonna do? But they both wanted this, you know, and and um, I was just glad they got their due, man. I'm glad they 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 made it, you know, to the highest level. Like, if, if they were to dip out after this, I don't think anybody would blame them because it's like, dude, like, you got to the highest part you could as an actor and you were recognized. I think that if they were to, like, 
be like, I'm good. I, I mean, I would understand, you know, but it's just also good that, you know, they showed everybody like, dude, you just keep going. You could still, anything is possible. You could still do this. And anyway, that's what I fucking loved about that. I know that this happened a few, I want to say a week ago. No, wait. Yeah, like two weeks ago now. Where uh, Woody Harrelson was uh, hosting SNL. And he gave some monologue about, you know, he's going to do a movie where whatever uh, pandemic happens and a pharmaceutical company uh, gets you to take a, a vaccine. And it was basically like just saying like, hey, this is something we actually went through type shit. And, you know, he it's Woody Harrelson, dude. Like, what do you what do you want? You know? And I guess some people are upset because he was, like, I guess promoting, like, anti-vax or whatever. And, dude, oh, my God. I can't believe we're still talking about this shit. I'm not trying to talk about any of that shit. You know, like COVID happened, like, I think yesterday they said three years ago today. That's, like, when everything kind of uh, happened, right? And it's kind of, like, I, I mean, it's it's something that happened. I get it. It's just, like, I hate to... Because everybody went through their own thing, and I hate to bring up any bad shit for anybody we're just all trying to move on i get it and it's and it's crazy because it's like after some some tragedies or after some sort of like horrific event after a while obviously it's like it, there's that window of like ah oh, we're gonna make fun of it like I, I know that like uh some comedians after september 11th were already making jokes it was crazy and it's like uh you know but i was at that time you know I wouldn't even know, like, how you make jokes out of it. I was, like, in the sixth grade. But anyways, so Woody Harrelson does that, and everybody's upset at him. Oh, well, you know, quote, people are upset that he did that. And it got me thinking, man, because, like, I, nobody I know, and I, and that, that just doesn't go to the scope of my friends, but also, like, to people on Instagram, right, that, you know, there's people who I know on there, I've known since high school maybe, uh, some new friends I met after the fact. Not one of them were talking about this or gave a fuck, nor did I. But the reason I'm bringing this up, dude, is because, like, it's just that. It's, like, who is mad? Like, who is upset? Is it – I'm starting to think – I have this idea that – Dude, what if it's just like these things happen, right? These these topics. Now, some things are straight out of pocket. Obviously, somebody says something racist, sexist, ageist. I mean, who gets upset at an ageist comment? Though? I mean, I feel like. <laughs> Anyways, um, I feel like it's literally like media coverage, news uh, articles, uh, newspapers. Because they know now that, like, getting upset at something or, like, making something, um, making a story very juicy to, like, to promote outrage. But but who's really upset? Like, ask yourself, like, now, look, I got, I know a couple people who might be upset, but then they don't watch SNL. They just hear this shit after the fact. And it's like, yeah, but if you, if you didn't watch the actual sketch or the monologue of whatever they do, and that's because SNL has fucking toned the fuck down, like, come on, you know, but I don't know anybody who's talk who fucking gave a shit that, first of all, who watched it, second of all, who gave a shit, so it's like, did anything really happen, did he just go on and host a, a, a program on television, and nothing really happened, but because news outlets, papers, they all know that it's 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 clicks, it's dollar signs. If if you create outrage, I'm starting to think that it's them creating this outrage because because it, it would move the needle for them. You know, it moves the needle to dollars. They're right now. They're not on dollars. They're on fucking cents. They need dollars. Like, dude, I don't know when's. I haven't seen anybody buy a newspaper ever. You know. Plus, what were those things? Uh, you would see them on the fucking sidewalk. They were like newspaper. You put it like a at a mountain, and then you would just pull the lever down and take a newspaper. What a fucking honor system! Because 
dude, how are people not just putting a quarter or what, however much it costs, you know, try to take one newspaper and just fucking take the whole thing. Why not? You know, fucking honor system type shit, man. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, man, I, I saw that and I was like, I don't think, I don't think we're really upset, dude. I, I think at, at a certain point, we some people figured out like this outrage is is worth money you know and dude i'm fucking so over the clickbait shit dude i swear to god i've I've gotten a little better at it but dude i'm telling you sometimes it'll be like this person said that they would never work for this person again and then and you're like no i'm not gonna do it not gonna click it you're all, but it's fucking, <laughs> it's Kanye West, and he's saying this about Pharrell. And you're like, nope, I know he wouldn't do it. And then you, you click it, you give in, and it's like, oh, he Kanye said he would never work on a cake with Pharrell again. They made a cake once, and Pharrell just, you know, didn't use the right amount of yeast and, and mixing. So Kanye was super upset of how the cake came out. And you're like, oh, god damn it, dude. I knew it. I fucking knew it. They, it wasn't about music was about fashion. They baked a cake once, and, and Pharrell was like, nah, man, like, nah, don't worry. That's the right amount of yeast. And Kanye was like, nah, fam, more. And so, dude, I'm, I'm getting better at these clickbait articles, but fuck, dude. They, they, they have a way of getting you, dude. And it's, of course, on this shit that you want to know, you know? Like, it, it's always the stuff you're like, you know, they'll hit you with stuff you care about, like me, obviously. I mean, there's only a few things I do care about in pop culture. So, like, of course, Google learns that shit, and they're like, we're going to make you, you know, stick with us, dude. Now, everybody's a victim of all this shit, dude. The algorithm, and you're like, they want you to stay. Like, I saw that documentary on Netflix about, um, uh, totally forgot what it was about, but basically... It was people who used to work for Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and it's and it they were essentially saying that like they designed this system to basically make you want to go back on the app, you know, and and make you like engage with the app, and they they designed it very well for you to like be addicted to it essentially. And uh, it's one thing for like adults to be addicted to it, but it's like another when it's like. Uh, you know, like young kids and stuff that, that are addicted to it. And so, um, it was a, it was an interesting documentary in the, in the fact that like, it just shows you how susceptible we are to, to what they put out there, man. And, um, yeah, it's a trip. Like I remember I was, um, I was watching the document. No, I wasn't watching the documentary. I was on Instagram and it's hilarious because I, I, as I was scrolling and I was, they call it the death scroll where you're just basically nothing's interesting, but you're so, your eyes, your brain or the way they design it is so addicting. You keep going. And then finally I came, I, I was just on a complete binge of this shit, right? I was on, I was on like a dopamine drip of this shit that like finally this, this small video, like a, like a 15 second repeating video came on. And it was like, hey, you landed here from the death scroll. Put the phone down and go do something else. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, shout out to that person, whoever did that. Because that's so fucking sick. Because that's like... Like, they knew. Like, eventually you would reach the end. And it's like, hey, dude. You really didn't reach the end, but you kind of did, didn't you? Wrap it up. Go outside, guy. Do something else. Because... Yeah, but I fucking, I'm telling you, man, like, there's times where I'll just pick it up and I'll lose an hour. I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do something in 30 minutes. And then 45 minutes goes on. I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll get it to the next, once this 15 minutes is up, I'll be there. And then, dude, I mean, but that's what it's designed to do. And maybe they're designed for this outrage type shit. You know, they want you to, they want to feed on your interest of outrage they were going to be upset about. But, dude, honestly, like, I, I kind of feel like all that's kind of going away. I do feel like, you know, but then what? what's the next thing, right? Because once one thing finishes, it's on to the next. And what is going to be that next thing? That's the only uh, shitty part is there has to be a, some other thing that comes up.
But uh, speaking about documentaries, man, I'm fucking watching this documentary on the Malaysian airplane that went missing in 2014. The flight MH730. Dude, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm in, like, I love it. Well, first off, dude, I was obsessed when this happened. I remember when this happened, and I found out about it later. Like, uh, I, I knew, you know, because I was, how was it, 24 at the time, 23 maybe? And uh, I didn't really, I, I never really watched the news. Um, so I heard about it, and it piqued my interest immediately. I was like, what? A plane went missing? What are you talking about? They're like, yeah, like it was in the air and then it wasn't and they haven't found the remnants of it. There's no proof that the f- anything happened to the flight. Um, and I remember thinking like, well, and dude, okay, of course, you know, your boy. I'm like, dude, aliens, immediately aliens. I'm like, yeah, dude, I mean, or uh, not the Bermuda Triangle, but some sort of time warp, time, you know, at the time, uh, like, before I even kind of knew what things were, I was like, Amelia Earhart type shit, you know? But, uh, I was like, dude, that'd be interesting, and then there's that show, uh, what's it called? Manifest. I feel like Manifest, that show was kind of like, I feel like it was kind of based on the idea of that flight, because it was kind of like, where did the plane go, you know? And, uh, but so anyways, uh, this Malaysian plane, if you don't know, it disappeared in 2014. It was on a, it was on a red eye and it disappeared at like 1.30 in the morning. It was headed towards Beijing and it never made it there. And for some reason, like it just, all the, uh, all the electronics and the systems and the tracking turned off. Like there was no way to track this flight anymore. And nobody knows what had happened, right? The interesting thing is about this doc that I've, that I've seen so far is that like, how how useful the internet was at the time now like i talk about a lot of internet shit where it's like sometimes it could be the worst but in this case it was it was kind of tight because they did this thing where they gave people like uh there was this website and i fucking forgot the name of the website uh but you basically take a chunk like a section of the ocean and you scour it to see if you can see it was like satellite images of the ocean and they were asking people like on this website like hey see if you can find anything this lady finds a few pieces that she believes belongs but at the same time I, like when i was watching her she was like these are the pieces of the plane i was kind of like yeah but it's a big ass ocean wouldn't it wouldn't have sank like how would it have i mean look i'm not a scientist obviously i'm not a float scientist but uh, like I felt like it, it, it all would have sank, but you know, she's saying that she's found the pieces. Nobody's really listening to her. Um, and it's the interesting thing about that. Cause it's just like that other documentary. Don't fuck with cats where these people basically, I mean, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, fucking, I'm sorry. It's just a documentary. It's a true story. So, uh, these people come together to find this murderer, um, who started off by like killing cats and that's why, you know, they were called Don't Fuck. That's why the documentary was called Don't Fuck With Cats because this guy had did this super inhumane thing. I won't go over it. You can go watch it to a couple of cats. And then, like, people were like, no, fuck this guy. We're going to get this guy. In the same way, this website had helped or was trying to get people to be like, hey, see if you see anything that we're missing, which I think is fucking – it shouldn't always be the case because there's crazy people out there who will make shit up or, like – do the wrong thing so they could definitely fuck up an investigation you know it's like they kept all that info from this recent uh was it idaho or the yeah the idaho murders they kept a lot of stuff secretive because they didn't want people to basically fuck with the investigation um so i can see how like yeah not doing that all the time could be helpful because you know you're gonna get a lot of crazies who claim to see trolls in the (laughs) trolls and trees and shit (laughs) so no, but I, I haven't finished this documentary yet, but I, I'm up, dude. It was like one of the first things I was really kind of interested in. And I, I remember in 2014 kind of like looking it up and kind of see because it was in the whole thing was interesting of like it just disappeared. You know, it was never that it crashed or it landed somewhere else that it just disappeared. That instantly, like I remember giving this eerie feeling and watching this documentary. It's giving me that same eerie feeling, you know, um, but you know, when I finish it, I'll talk about it more because I don't I don't remember 
where they landed on the whole thing. I kind of remember bits and pieces of the real life story, but you know, they're, they're going over some theories right now and I haven't finished it yet, but I'm really like, once I finish it, I'll, uh, I'll talk about it more on here, but dude, like, I don't know. Um, that'd be a trip of like, I wish I fucking remember. I knew what happened, but I don't, man. But it would be a trip if, like, in some case, uh oh, here we go. JR talking about shit he doesn't know about, but what if they fell into a time loop? Okay. All right, that's enough. You know, they come back. Well, look, that's the whole concept of that show, Manifest. It's basically like these people went through, like, a time dilation where five minutes of, like, this, uh, five minutes of them in, like, some sort of cloudy storm thing ended up resulting them missing for five years but the plane comes back and everybody thinks like what like what the fuck happened but they were like we were gone for five minutes or you know something had happened in five minutes and then they're like you were gone for five years so that'd be so fucked if like some time dilation happened to them but again maybe they found the plane maybe they explained everything that happened i haven't made it to the end yet i don't remember i'm sorry if you do and you're like pissed off but yeah but anyways man um yeah, that's going to do it for me this week. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, you can rate, review this anywhere you listen. You're listening to the podcast. That'd be great. Give it a star or five stars. Whatever, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I act like I know, but I don't. But look, whatever the highest thing you could do on the thing, do it. Okay? And, uh, you know, give it a review if you liked it, if you hated it. It's all good. It doesn't matter, I guess. But... If it takes nothing to do, why not, right? Um, Yeah, dude, thanks again for listening. I appreciate y'all, and I'll see you next week. Later.